Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher. I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year, even in the offseason like now. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 259. I'm officially moving into offseason mode. You know, for us Dynasty Freaks, we know this is one of the favorite times of the year. We get to enjoy the NFL playoffs. I'm recording this on a Monday afternoon, just before the uh, Buffalo game kicks off, a little bonus game that we get this week. Two on Monday. It's going to be fun. We get to enjoy watching the playoffs, but then we also began to start thinking about the rookie class. But before diving into the rookie class, one of the things that I recommend Dynasty Freaks do is uh, do a number of things to kind of review your previous season as you begin to think into the off-season mode. And so I go through a particular process every single year, and I want to share that process with you. Just 10 steps, 10 things that you can be doing this time of year to improve as a Dynasty manager and improve your teams. Before I jump into the 10 steps, I will apologize that I have a cold right now, so I'm sure I don't sound the best, but we will uh, try to get the podcast out to you. Still wanted to uh, give you these 10 tips and tricks and hope that it helps you stay engaged and be a dynasty freak during this so-called off-season. First thing that I do, uh, step number one, is I re-rank the rookie class. At the end of every season, I re-rank the class to kind of compare my rankings with how I had them ranked in May during the rookie drafts. And so if you've got a full season ahead, you can kind of take a chance and re-rank the class. And one of the things I try to do is pay special attention to players that I was wrong about and try to determine uh, if I need to change my process or think things differently. Additionally, I look at the players that I was right about and try to think about why I was right about them and learn lessons from that as well. If players surprise me by being way better or way worse than I thought, I just try to discern, you know, why was I wrong in my evaluation? No one's perfect, of course, in the rookie rankings because... Sometimes, you know, players just surprise, even the best of analysts. Still, sometimes we can learn from mistakes, even if they seem random. Like, for instance, this year, I think I need to reconsider discounting players that have smaller stature. stature. You know, Devin A-Chain and Tank Dell uh, were two players that moved up my end-of-season rankings, rookie rankings, and they were ones that I doubted their ability to stand out in the NFL because of their size. But they were two of the best rookies in this class, that's for sure. And now I think that I'm going to have to reconsider how much I let a player's size be a factor in my rookie rankings uh, in the seasons to come. Uh, that said, they did miss time with injuries. HM they you know, battled injuries throughout the season, where uh, Dell's was more of a fluke injury. So maybe their size has something to do with their injury proneness, but we'll see. Keep monitoring that. But that's what I mean. Re-rank the class and think about it. For instance, I could say at the quarterback position, I was definitely right about size making a difference, where C.J. Stroud had ranked higher than Bryce Young. And he was proven right this season for sure. You know, one year doesn't make a trend, but it's a valuable exercise to re-rank the rookie class each season so you can notice trends and maybe improve as a rookie evaluator. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm actually going to podcast about my top 24 rookies as I re-rank the class. That's going to be next week's podcast. So look forward to that one. Second thing that I do is I grade my trades. So grade your trades. Next thing I do is I go through all the trades that I made during the season and this could be a pretty brutal task, particularly if you realize you made a bad one. But uh, one of the ways to improve as a dynasty manager and as a trader, one who trades, is to uh, 
evaluate the trades. Remember what you did. Remember what you were thinking when you did it and determine uh, your process, whether you were right or wrong. So I look back at my trades, the time of season that I made the trade and remember what I was thinking when I made the trade and then just try to grade them. Just be honest. This process uh, helps me discover if the players I acquired or traded away help or hurt my teams that season and if the player's dynasty value has gone up or down after the season ended. It can be a humbling process sometimes, but it can also be pretty rewarding when you look back at look at trades that you made. Uh, trading is a huge part of building dynasty teams, so you must, you must evaluate your trades at the end of the year if you want to improve as a dynasty manager. So this year I made more trades than ever, so I'm especially looking forward to this process. And two weeks from now, that's what my podcast will be about. I'll talk about all the trades that I made and kind of grade them. Uh, the ones that succeeded, the ones that didn't, I'll be honest about them all. Similarly, the third thing I'd recommend would be grade your teams. The next step is really just to grade your teams. To do so, you need to assess your roster and the rest of the rosters in the league. So not just your team. you got to look at the whole rosters of everyone in your league, and then you got to decide you know, whether you're someone that's a contender or if you're a rebuilder or if you're kind of one of those middle-of-the-pack teams and you got to make a decision. So look to see which positions you're strong at, which ones you're weak at, which ones you're average. If you're a contender, um, see which positions you know you need to get at or what could really put you over the top. If you're a rebuilder, think about one or two moves that you can make to rebuild faster. And if you're in the middle of the pack, that's really the hard spot to be. You've got to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to start to rebuild or what? So make a plan. Be honest about your team. And you got to compare it with all the other teams in the league. Uh, last season, for instance, I was very decisive on my rebuilding teams. I did this process and I looked at three of my leagues and was like, nope, these teams are middle of the pack and they can't do this anymore. I have to get out of this. And so went into the year making a plan to really try to sell my best players for picks. Um, did that uh, more successfully than I have in any year of my dynasty career. But you got to grade your teams, be honest about it, and then make a plan for the year ahead. Next thing to do, this is pretty important, but most people don't do it, is a crucial step is to be aware of the contract status of your young of your players, especially making note of those who are about to be free agents, those whose contracts are up. The easy, easiest way to do this is go to Spotrack, where you can uh, quickly pull up the free agents, or if you go to my website, I posted uh, a list. You could just actually just Google search. Go Google search like uh, top NFL free agents, and you'll get a list. I, I looked at the list uh, last week on Pro Football Focus's website, um, and it just gives you a list of all the people. So you need to know Who's going to have what? Who's free agents? Because we all know what happens is either a, a, a free agent's going to sign with another team, which could be good or bad. It could be that now they're going to get more of an opportunity. It could be that they're going to get buried. Also, even if it's not a player that you have on your team, if you know the free agent, for instance, uh, T. Higgins, one of the top free agents this year, you know, you want to be paying attention. Like he's either going to sign somewhere, maybe to be the wide receiver one, or he's going to free up a spot for someone else to be the wide receiver two in Cincinnati. So, both ways, you have to know which players are free agents. So go check out uh, those websites that you can figure out on your teams which players might be in different teams next year. Sometimes that's uh, uh, sometimes players benefit from signing with a new team. Sometimes they get hurt. Their dynasty value gets hurt by signing with a new team. So check it out. You got to do that. It's also additionally, if you have time, particularly if you're not maybe just in one or two dynasty leagues, it's good just to know the contract status of every player on your roster. So just go to Spotrack and enter in the players, every player on your roster, so you have a future view, not just who's a free agent, but who's going to be a free agent the next year. Or what are what are the contract situations uh, with your players? You know, I'm in nine dynasty leagues, so I don't do that for every one of my players, but I do keep a pretty good eye on the ones that I know their contracts are up and make uh, dynasty moves accordingly. 
which allows you to do this next tip. Turn the back end of your roster. Uh, some of my leagues close the waiver wire um, right after the Dynasty Super Bowl, so that's pretty frustrating. But in a lot of my leagues, they don't. And so one of the things I do this time of year is I'm constantly churning the back end of my roster. I added players this morning in some of my leagues. Uh, when I saw that Tyler Higby went down, I, I added Davis uh, Allen to several of my leagues, uh, knowing that if he tore his ACL, like they said, that he could be the starting uh, tight end next year in place of Higby. Don't know that for certain, but this is what I'm talking, the very back end of your roster uh, kind of guys are the ones that you need to think about doing. I always drop my kicker in the, in the leagues that I do have kickers, so drop the kicker, add a player, think about dropping older players, and think about the free agents that are out there and what could, could happen if, if you know, T. Higgins signs with another team, how valuable then is uh, Andre Yosevas. I, I talked about him last week. And so those are the things that you need to think when you're turning the very back into your uh, roster. You know, of course, we're talking 30, 35-man leagues, so these, these are, you know, very back-end guys. But I love to just tinker, tinker, tinker with the back end of my roster, getting old guys off my teams, young guys that may benefit from free agency um, on my teams. So churn the back of your roster. <clears throat> Similarly, in that process, uh, this next step is to clean up your watch list. You know, almost all of our, our you know, platforms have something like a watch list or a um, scouting team, something like that. And so you want to, you know, take all the players off. If you, if you go to them right now, at least, because I use those constantly during the year, keeping people on my watch list, just go in now, go to your watch list, Remove the players that maybe you actually already added to your team. Uh, remove the players that you know are on other team, other fantasy teams and aren't going to be dropped. And then just start to add the players back, particularly focusing on rookies. Go back to the, get all the rookies that you can think of that you want to keep an eye on so that your watch list is set uh, for the offseason. Makes it easier when you're turning the back end of your roster if you have cleaned up your watch list. A couple more things I'd recommend. Next would be to start studying then the rookie class. Once you get that past all that, then it's time... The fun really begins uh, when you start studying the rookie cast. Uh, most, you know, dynasty freaks, um, most dynasty analysts, you know, do have full-time jobs like myself, and so I don't get to do this full-time. I wish that I could, but one of the things that I have to do if I can't watch every single play of every single player, uh, then you start to study the rookie class by doing um, a few things. Three, the, the three things that I do is I watch highlights on YouTube, then I look up their college stats on pro on sportsreference.com. And then I look up their recruiting profile 24-7. Just those three things. Look at their highlights, um, going to see their stats, and then looking at their recruiting profile as well. Just those first things are what I do to get my first look at the class. Doing these three things for each player is really what gives me a good idea of how to rank the rookie class. And Knowing how each player was ranked when they were recruited is essential because that can often be kind of what helps break ties between players. It's important to understand their college stats because whether they've improved every year, you'll get to see if they've improved or maybe what year they had an early breakout or they a late breakout. You learn a lot just by looking at their stats, and there's particularly thresholds that really translate to NFL uh, NFL success, and so you can see if they hit some of those thresholds statistically. And then by watching the highlights, you know, you're not watching the lowlights, but at least watching the highlights, you get to kind of form an opinion with your own eyes. Uh, I do this every year to help create my dynasty rankings. And uh, again, I do post my first early rookie rankings on Super Bowl Sunday. So look forward to that on February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday. That's when my rookie rankings will come out. The next step I would do then is adopt your, adapt to your podca podcast and websites that you look at. Uh, one of the things that I do to improve my rankings after I've taken that first steady look at the rookie class 
is let us start subscribing to different podcasts with people who do get to do this full-time, people who really watch every play of every player and start to listen to them. Things like Move the Sticks or First Draft or the College Draft or Dynasty League Football or Matt Waldman. Start adding some other things to my feed, my podcast feed. I'm a better listener than I am a reader, but you could also just do this by reading articles and websites and, and find you know people that you trust in the scouting world to get their take. So make your own evaluation first. I really believe in that. But then start adapting uh, your podcast, your websites, your reading to where you're actually talking to the, listening to the people who do this full-time for their jobs. Two more things that I do this time of year. All this, by the way, I do all these steps leading up to the NFL Super Bowl. And then uh, this, these are the things I would recommend for you. Is then to start to analyze mock drafts. Mock drafts are already starting to come out. So, you know, so, you know it's, it's one thing to know what the analysts think about the draft capital. And that's really going to help you understand where you think rookies might fall in your rookie drafts based on where they're actually going to fall in the NFL draft. You know, NFL draft capital is one of the most critical factors in our rookie rankings. So I follow the mock drafts and uh, look at the players and see what the projections are for when they're likely to get dra drafted, primarily focusing on the players projected to get drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft I focus on. There's definitely no better site to check out than uh, grinding the mocks, but there's other sites that you can listen to or, or check out and start to see where these rookies are going to fall and what other analysts, you know, really while, while you're doing that, you're just discovering what other full-time analysts think of the rookie class too. Don't let their opinion shape, you, you know, shape your... You got your opinion too much, but keep your reviews and start to add these as supplements to help you think about it. Look at mock drafts. And finally, a simple one is just to be a dynasty freak. <laughs> That's the last thing I'll say. Be a dynasty freak. That means staying active 365 days a year. Make a habit of looking at your roster at least once a week. Look at your watch list at least once a week. Consider turning that back into your roster. And then most importantly, make trades. Respond to trades. Keep conversations going with your various platforms. Uh, your group bees or your or through the message board or however you communicate with your group. Just have fun, stay active, and be a dynasty freak. If you follow these steps, I think your teams are going to vastly improve. Even at this time of year, you'll be surprised how much better prepared you'll be if you take these steps at this time of year. All right. I'm going to keep rolling out these podcasts on Tuesday mornings. Uh, doing most of our recording stuff now on Saturdays, but this is the last Monday recording. Uh, look forward to... Uh, Continuing the journey with you guys, reach out anytime. Uh, contact me anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Dynastyfreaks with two E's. As I always say, I'm much better on email than Twitter. And so that would be the best way to get me. That's a wrap this week, my freaky friends. Thanks for listening. I do want to uh, become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Stick with me. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.